0: moment. Revelation chapter number one tonight. Church, I mean the last two Wednesday nights we've kind of been going over different things that I feel like is the Lord's direction. What we've been doing is talking really about the church, um, the church as a whole. It's good for our church but I, in, in my heart I really feel like the, the idea of these last couple messages is again just to prepare us and if nothing else it'll educate our young people to know when they become adults where they should be going to church and why they go to church and what should a church be. Church be. Hey, listen. There's a lot of denominations out of the, out there, and those denom- and, and when I say denomination. Denomination. The word denomination just means name. That's all it means. And uh, there's a lot of places that a person can go to church, but there's a reason we go to church. This is a Wednesday night in and, and church. I'm I'm pleased that you come out on a Wednesday night, and uh, you know I can compliment you all I want, but I want to tell you something. Your greatest compliment is from your Lord and Savior when you obey Him. Amen. And I want to tell you, uh, so many churches aren't. They don't even have midweek service and uh, a time that we can come together and be in the word. And so again, I want to say thank you for being here, but uh, one day you're gonna stand before your Lord and Savior and you're gonna be glad you didn't stay home and watch television, you came to church, amen? Amen, that's exactly right. But anyway, tonight I want to talk to you for just a little bit on this subject, independent, independent, and it's really what we often refer to as the church, we call ourselves an independent Baptist church. Why do we use that word independent? And uh, I want to stress, you young people, listen to this statement, I'll pray and we'll run for a few moments tonight you have to understand that what you're in is not because your parents brought you here, it's because God put you here. And you you know, Think about that long and hard, is you didn't born, you weren't born into that family except by God's divine uh, direction that you're born in the family you're in. And it's by God's divine direction your family ended up here. And you ought to be thankful you ended up in a church that preaches and teaches the Bible. And, if, and, and you don't have to be around here very long to figure out this church is far from perfect, but I want to tell you something, there's no church that's perfect. And the reason we come to church is so that it's a hospital here. You understand that? This is a hospital. Amen. And I'm all thankful I, I'm thankful for activities. But church family, you're not coming to this church for activities. Right. You're, you're coming to this church so that you can be edified, built up in the faith, that you can be edified, and that you can be the witness that God wants you to be when you leave these doors. Amen. And God's going to give you opportunities to do that. And so, again, I hope tonight that you all again follow for a little bit. Hey, I'm going to say, say a couple more statements before I get running. Church family, I love Heritage Baptist Church. I love this place more than any place because this is where God put me. And I've said often, I have never, ever had I love my church Sunday because you ought to love your church regardless of I love you church Sunday. All right? And all these churches that have I love love my church, I'm glad that you have to convince your people to love the church. But anyway, uh, I love Heritage Baptist Church more than any church, and I'm glad I'm here. But you ought to know why you're here. Because one day, you're not going to come here because your parents made you come. And one day you're not going to come if by chance you're coming here because you like the pastor. And I don't know that that's the case. But I want to tell you something. If I'm not here, you ought to be in church. That's right. You ought to be in church. I want to tell you something. Churches ought not to die. If, if, a, if a church is built around the personality of the pastor, the pastor has failed. I'd have a sad account to the Lord Jesus Christ if I, if I go off the scene or, or God moves me or something like that and this church just folds up and you stop going to church. We're in big trouble because that tells me that your faith is, is, in, the, is in the faith of man, not in the faith of God because you come to church because that's what God wants you to do. Anyway, all right. I'm not scolding you, but I feel like I'm scolding you. All right? Okay, let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you again for allowing us to be in, a, in church tonight. And uh, Lord, help us to understand what the word's teaching teaches us and thank you again for giving it to us. And Lord, we again uh, want you to come back now. But Father, again, uh, help us do our best until you do come. Help us to work. Help us to occupy until you come. Help us to wait. Help us to watch. And uh, Father, again, thank you for this, this world that you've put us in. Thank you for this place that you've put us. Uh, Father, just again, ask you to help us to be that salt and light. Forgive us where we're not. Help us to do more. And uh, Lord, may this church uh, be able to plant a church and do more in that area too. And Lord, help the the youth that is being raised here, uh, Father, Lord, not just to sit through service after service and not have a belief and an understanding of why and when and what you're trying to do in their life. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. All right, stay. please stay standing. I'm sorry, I didn't read the scripture yet. Revelation chapter number one, look at verse number um, nine with me, Revelation chapter one, verse number nine. It says, I, John, who also am your brother and companion in tribulation and in the kingdom and patience of Jesus Christ, <laughs> was in the isle <laughs> that is called Patmos, for the word of God and for the testimony of Jesus Christ. So we understand that John was exiled to the island of Patmos and what was it for? For the word of God and for the testimony of Jesus Christ. Verse number 10, I was in the spirit in the Lord's day and heard behind me a great voice as of a trumpet saying, now we understand that this is Jesus speaking in verse 11 saying, I am Alpha and Omega, the first and the last and what thou seest write in a book and send it unto the seven, what's the word? Seven churches which are in Asia, unto Ephesus, and unto Smyrna, and unto Pergamos, and unto Thyatira, and unto Sardis, and unto Philadelphia, and unto Laodicea. I want to again talk down that thought tonight on independent. You may be seated. Thank you so much for standing tonight. Church family, when I was growing up, and I've only known one other church all of my life, the Sauk Village Baptist Church, and my father was my pastor. I did not know anything different. Uh, my dad, when he took the church, it was called Indian Hills Baptist Church, and he started in a house, and then from that house, three or four blocks around the corner, I can't remember what type of church it was, to be honest with you, I lost it in my mind, but uh, dad purchased that church, and it had 16 acres to it, and we uh, grew up at, at, in that one place all of my life, and uh, as far as uh, my youth, and of course, dad pastored there for 33 years, this um, this, I, uh, but what I was going to say is, as far as church, Dad never got up and preached the message on being independent. But I, I don't know how many times we had the sign out the front. There's an independent Baptist church, and, um, and, but I never really thought about it. But church, the idea of independent is this I- idea that we do not answer to another church. Church, let me think for a moment here. We are not a convention, okay? Now, I'm going to name some things. I'm not against people. And by the way, let me start with this, this first one, the Southern Baptist Convention. Can I tell you that there are Christians and there are people who know the Lord Jesus Christ and people who are trying to get the gospel of the world in Southern Baptist churches, all right? You, you cannot get this wall up that we're right and everybody's wrong. What we have to say is the Bible's Right? All right, so if, if the Bible's right and we're doing what the Bible says, then it's okay to say, hey, listen, I'm trying to follow the scriptures. But there are people in other types of churches that are not necessarily uh, the kind of church we would go to. Now, what's wrong with the idea of the Southern Baptist Convention? All right, now, the Southern Baptist Convention, all of your missions money goes to the corpor- cooperative program in the Southern Baptist Convention, and then the convention decides what missionaries are gonna be supported. Now, Church of Money, what makes us an independent Baptist church is our money never leaves our money god 's money god 's money never leaves here and is sent to some convention so somebody in a convention can decide what missionaries to send around the world. We have missionaries come to this church that you get to see get to talk to and then this church votes on whether or not they 're going to take that missionary on for support that 's what makes us independent We do not answer to a convention uh, i 'm not never been Lutheran, but I know in our town they call it the Lutheran Synod and the Lutheran Synod another another organization of Lutheran churches okay now as an independent Baptist, we have fellowship with other, if I can say Baptist churches, we have fellowship of other churches of like faith and practice. By the way, there are some Baptist churches that I don't want to have uh, fellowship with because they are not of like faith and practice, all right? But that's what makes us independent, all right? makes us independent. Now, you say, Pastor, the idea of independent, where'd it come from? Well, it came from, came from the scriptures, all right? Now, this, uh, let's start with the most elementary idea of independent, okay? Elementary. Paul writes 13 letters in the New Testament, all right? He wrote one, uh, one letter to, uh, called the Romans, or to the church at where? Rome. Rome, all right? So it was singular, it was to the church at Rome. Uh, uh, Galatians was actually a group of churches in that area. Galatia, uh, it was an area of churches there, not just one church, several churches that got that letter. But when you talk about Philippians, the church at Philippi, Colossians, the church at Colossus, uh, Thessalonica, 1st and 2nd Thessalonians, those were letters. 1st and 2nd Corinthians, those were letters to the Corinthian church, all right? They were independent churches. Now, church, I mean, there's a lot of things that make us different when it comes to being independent, all right? Uh, for instance, okay, uh, at our church here, I have never clapped for a special, Okay. But every time I take the college with me to another church, Baptist church, I always tell them, at least once a year, I always tell them that if the, they're gonna do some things that might be different than what we do here, but you just follow the pastor who's leading the service. If the pastor claps for a, now I'm talking about visiting somewhere. I said, if the pastor claps for a special, then you clap for a special. You know why? Because we're in their independent Baptist church. I said, if the pastor starts dancing, you get up and start dancing. (laughs) Okay, I don't tell them that. I was just making sure you all are awake tonight, all right? So there are different things as far as independent Baptist churches that churches do, all right, that maybe not necessarily we do here. What makes us independent? As an independent Baptist church, this church can vote and has vote to have a printing ministry, uh, to have a Christian school. Uh, to have a Bible college. All of these things makes us independent because we do not answer to a, a group of churches or an organization. Now, church, why is this message important? I'm going to preach. Stay with me now, all right, tonight. Are you all okay? Is anybody, who's warm tonight? Anybody warm tonight? I've got a few of you that are warm. How many's just right? Raise your hand. How many's cold tonight? Raise your hand. All right, I've got a ton of people that's just right and a little bit warm. Uh, John, can you do something? I feel the heat up here, but I don't know if it's just me, all right? All right, now... Listen, I, I'm usually done in 30 minutes, okay? Or I used to say 27, but my family says it's growing, all right? So <laughs> I want you to stay with me on this idea. He's going he, I'm, to, I'm sorry. The only, the only other way to get you awake is I can open the doors, okay? But I don't think I need to do that. Are you all comfortable? Are you all okay? All right. If you start to sleep, that means you're not okay, okay? So make sure you stay with me tonight. Thank you, fellas, for doing that. Now, follow me for just this idea of being an independent Baptist church there are certain things that we do do the same, but there's going to be some things that we don't do the same, but that's what makes us independent. Church, I mean, I don't answer for any other church except for this church, okay? When we look at that God placed authority in the church as far as an overseer, as a pastor, pastors are going to be different, okay? You can say amen. amen. Pastors are different. How I many say pastors are different? Say amen, all right? Amen. I'm not talking about this pastor. I'm talking about pastors you know, <laughs> all right? There are pastors out there. They're just different, all right? And brother, uh, brother, brother Martin and I were just talking about that the other day. You know, so that guy's a little different. And that's a kind way of saying he's an idiot. But anyway, um, but, but God makes us all differently. And because of that, there's some things that one church would do that another church would not do, okay? Church, I want tell you something. I, I, I've been reading some of the, um, oh, I was looking at some of the, oh, what do you call those, websites of some of these different churches, what they're doing during this COVID thing. And to me, it is just crazy. What's going on? It's like they're telling their people don't come to church. I mean, it is I, if if you'd have just read the one I read the other day, you would think to yourself, what What in the world? It's like they're trying to, they're trying to discourage people from coming to church. Okay, but you know what? That's what makes us independent Baptists. That the pastor wants to do that's his that's his prerogative for his congregation. You know why there's a con- You know why there's a crowd here tonight? Because you've got a pastor that says, "Hey, listen, we ought to be in church." I didn't tell you go home. I didn't tell you wear a mask on your way in. And I didn't tell you that, you know, if, you've been, if you even thought you were near somebody that had COVID, don't come back for 14 days. Okay, that goes over really well. But. I'm just telling you that we're independent. And so as independent Baptists, we can do things for that congregation, and that's the way God set it up, that it was by the, the local assembly is what does it. But church, I mean, I try to be careful, and I'm far from the best pastor, but I will tell you this much. I do my best to keep the finances in front of you. I do my best to make sure I keep you informed. And I'll I'll be the first one to say there's been times that I've slipped or forgotten or maybe not done something correctly. But I want to tell you something. You are God's people, and this church is not a dictatorship. And this is not, it's pastor-led, but it should not be pastor-pushed. It's pastor-directed, but it should not be be pastor, whatever he says goes, all right? We want to follow God. We want God, God, Christ is the head of the church, okay? So the pastor is the overseer, and God gave us deacons, and I try my best to bounce things off the deacons before I bounce things off for of you and just make sure that we're going to go together as a whole. I don't want division. I want, I want God to be pleased with us. And let's face it, division is carnality. That's what he said in 1 Corinthians 3, division is carnality. We don't want to be divisive. If you've got a problem, and there's not a problem that I know of, but if you've got a problem or a question, you need to come talk to the pastor and say, hey, what about this, what about that? Do not let something build up. You know what causes people to get out of church? They get offended about one little thing and they don't think it's big enough to even ask about. And usually if they would just ask about it, they find out that it's not what they thought. All righty? I'm not, I'm not beating my wife. I love her. Just so want you know that, all right? Got any other questions, let me know. I'll let you know. All righty? I beat my children. I don't beat my wife. All right. All right. God bless you. Okay. Now... <clears throat> There are certain things in the scripture, and I'm going to teach on this tonight, but there are are certain things in the scripture that the church has the authority to do as an independent Baptist church or an independent New Testament church. For instance, if you walk through the scriptures, and there's too many for us to go through tonight, but it has the authority to discipline its members. I'm talking about church discipline. It's got the authority to send out missionaries. It's got the authority to ordain deacons. It's got the authority to take care of widows and deeds, to practice the Lord's Supper, to mark divisive brethren, to support missionaries, to restore a fallen brother, to help those in need, to take the gospel to the world, to assemble, to worship, to baptize believers, to require uh, have requirement for ministers to judge between two brothers now those are just a group of things that the scripture says very clearly that the local church was supposed to be taken care of lord permitting not this week but next week um, brother martin's been doing a college revival for us in the college but i'll be teaching one of my classes I'm, this year i'm teaching uh, one of them is church education but one of the next things i'm going to teach on in church of church covenant all right church covenant and church constitution now some of you haven't seen a church covenant and a church constitution probably in a long time my dad kept it printed at the church I was at he kept it printed in large print I mean large print on the wall so a person could see it when they came in as far as church covenant church covenant scriptural by the way all right and it goes through everything that I covenant in other words I promise this is what I'm going to be if I if I'm a part of this part of this membership but the church constitution that you have it also spells out what we believe according to the scriptures when somebody comes to want to join the Heritage Baptist Church the first thing i want them to do is they ought to read the they ought to read the church constitution i don't always think think to give them one but if church family if you join a church you ought to ask for a church constitution because the constitution tells what that church believes all right and they might not practice it but at least it's a written document that says what they're supposed to believe all right now I want to talk to you tonight, not necessarily about the idea of what an independent Baptist church, you know, what we can do that's independent of one another, but I want to show you tonight, it's very interesting that God mentions five things about the seven churches of Asia Minor that was the same in all seven churches. Are you with me tonight? Say amen if you me. Amen. Now, as an independent Baptist church, we are going to start another, Lord permitting, we're going to start another independent Baptist church here in Topeka, Kansas, Lord permitting. All right, so not this Saturday. A week from Saturday, if you guys are available, two buildings so far to look at. I went and looked at a third one and a huge restaurant, Brother Cornwall, and it looked really, really good. But it's just not, I don't think it's going to be in the right area. But I wish I could pick it up and move it. But anyway. So tonight, can I just remind you that we're, when this church starts, this church plant starts, it's, at first it will be a mission of the Heritage Baptist Church, a mission, which means the authority is still Heritage Baptist Church. But church family, after that church gets established, and I can't tell you exactly how long that's gonna be, hopefully more sooner than later, That it's what we call when that church charters, all right? It's just terminology, but when the church charters, it becomes autonomous. It becomes self-governing. It becomes independent. And, and I wanna tell you something, church family. As a, as a physical um, parent, you birth children, and while they're in your home, they do what you say, all right? Another message another time, but they ought to do what you say. Amen. They're living in your house. God gave them to you. Amen. You're the protector of them. They ought, you ought to tell them what to do, and they ought not to say why. They ought to, say, they ought to be asking, what, what do you want me to do while they're jumping, all right? They need to do it immediately, all right? Amen. Oh, man, this is good. I like this, all right? You children, you're awful quiet tonight. Hey, listen to me if God gave you those parents and God said children obey your parents and the Lord for this is right and the fifth commandment of the ten commandments is honor thy father and mother I'm just trying to tell you that when you're in that house you ought to do everything your mom and dad says and you ought to honor them. You ought to honor them. Hey listen, don't swallow what the lost world tells you that you know more than your parents. You do not know more than your parents and stop swallowing this thing that I don't have to listen to mom and dad because I can call somebody. Don't be stupid. Want, listen, you listen to me real closely, and I'm going to get back to the message. You go ahead and call that SRS people. They will pull you out of the home, and what you think you got, you just lost. Because, it, because I want to tell you something. That lost world, they're not thinking the way you're thinking. You're looking for a reprieve or them to slap your mom and dad. I want to tell you to think they're going to take you out of home. You're never going to see your parents again. And then what's going to happen, if you do come back to your parents, they're going to try to put shackles on your mom and dad to make sure they don't spank you. And I want to tell you something, you'll never be the child or, and never be the fulfilled God's will for your life as long as you're trying to be the boss and be the authority because that's not how God works. Amen. You know, uh, uh, Stacey and I sometimes have these conversations, the kid, and you all have had the same ones with your parents, but these kids grow up fast. They grow up fast and they're gone. Young people want to tell you something, the best thing you can do in your life right now is honor your mother and father, because by doing that, you will find God's will for your life. Because can I tell you what your mother and father want? They want you to do God's will for your life. You make sure you do. Now, the illustration that I was trying to give before you got me sidetracked was this. When you birth a child and that child is in your home, they do what you say as long as they're at home. Now, When they get to that age where they're going to separate from mom and dad, sometimes people think it's when they go to college, sometimes it's when they get married, but sometime in their life they're going to break away from mom and dad in that sense of having their own. Uh, For instance, okay, it's like Sharon, she's married now. When I walked her down the aisle and gave her hand to John Michael, I relinquished the authority in that young lady's life because now she's married. That's what happens with the church in that same scenario is while that church is a mission of our church, they are submissive or to the authority of this particular church. But church, I don't want it to stay that way. Listen, when we have children, physical children, we don't want them to stay with us the rest of their life. Right? I love all of my kids. I don't love them that much. And I tease a little bit. You know, it's a heartbreak when you see your kids go. But God did not make us to keep our kids. God said it's very wise for our kids to be dispersed. That's what God wants to do. So it's the same thing with this church. This church is going to get established. Once it becomes charter, it's, we have no more say-so. We're here for if they ask for help. We're here if they have ask, for, ask for some uh, counsel. But this church, Brother Gray, man, he's doing an excellent job. Been there now for 17 years, I believe, in Great Bend, Kansas, and I call him occasionally, and uh, and then he'll he'll ask me occasionally different questions. But he's on his own, all right. He's he's an adult. I'm talking about the church. The church is an adult. Now tonight, I want to talk to about this independent thing, and it's interesting to me that in chapters two and three, and I will run through this very quickly tonight. But in chapters two and three, there are five things that are the same in all five churches that make up an independent Baptist church or an independent New Testament church, all right? Seven churches, all right? He goes through these here uh, in that one verse. We just got to run Ephesus and Pergamos and Thyatira and Sardis, et cetera. Now, look at chapter number two. Let's look at these very, very quickly tonight, all right? What is the same about an independent Baptist church, all right? Look at chapter two. Now, we're going to look at both chapters together, chapter two and three. Are you ready? In chapter two and verse number one. First phrase, unto the angel of the church of Ephesus, right. Verse 8, the second church, and unto the angel of the church of Smyrna, right. Verse number 13, I'm sorry, verse number 12, and to the angel of the church in Pergamos, right. Verse number 18, and unto the angel of the church in Thyatira, right. Chapter 3, and verse number 1, and unto the angel of the church in Sardis, right. Chapter 3, and verse number 7, and unto the angel of the church in Philadelphia, right. And then verse 14, and unto the angel of the church of Laodicea. Now, Church family doesn't take a brain surgeon. What's the one thing that all seven churches had? Angel. angel. Do I look like an angel? All right. Don't answer that. So the word angel there is not talking about some being that's got a halo that floats around, all righty? The angel there, what does the word angel mean? Messenger. 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 Church family, do you know why you came to church tonight? To hear a message. So if you came to hear a message tonight, then what am I? Messenger mean, you know what all independent baptist churches need they need a pastor Amen. now you guys that have been around for a while you understand and can remember you you know of churches that they they lost their pastor that was without a pastor for a period of time And church family, what happens when there is no pastor what gets scattered sheep always get scattered sheep, sheep scatter you know why because god intended the flock to have an under shepherd and that shepherds the pastor and I'm just trying to tell you that, yes, we are independent Baptist churches, and yes, we're different in a lot, of, a lot of ways, and we can do our own thing. We don't answer to other churches, and we are independent. But I want to tell you what an independent Baptist church should have in common. Independent Baptist churches have one thing in common, that's they have a pastor. They have an overseer. First Peter chapter 5, verses 1 through 3, he says to feed the flock of God that has been given to you, not with over, uh, take, taking the oversight, not with constraint or for filthy lucre, you know god this is not a job to me This is not a job this is a calling to me did you understand that when the church starts in topeka they're going to have a pastor and that pastor is going to be a god called pastor and that god called pastor is not going to serve there because he's going to make lots of money he's going to serve there until he dies or until the lord moves him but he's going to serve there for one reason because he is the messenger so what makes an independent baptist church Independent Baptist churches have messengers. They have a pastor. Somebody, again, to, to, to give the word. All right, quickly, here's the next one. I'll right, run through these quickly. Look at chapter 2, verse number 1 again. All right, here's what he says in verse number 1. Church, I'm trying to hustle. I'm sorry, but I'm trying to go through some of this here with you uh, tonight so we can get through it. Verse number 1, unto the angel of the church of Ephesus right? look at the next, says next, These things saith he that holdeth the seven stars in his right hand, who walketh in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks. Church family, who is the person holding the seven stars, walking in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks? All right. If you know your Bible, that's, true, that's right. It's Jesus Christ. We know that from chapter number one. It's a description of Jesus himself. Look at verse number eight, the second church. And unto the angel of the church of Smyrna write, These things saith the first and the last which was dead and is alive. Who is that? Jesus Christ. And to the angel, verse 12, And to the angel of the church of Pergamus write, These things saith he which hath the sharp sword with two edges. All right. Who is that person? All right. You're all looking down tonight, you're doing good. Follow me, keep following now, all right? Look at verse number 18. And unto the angel of the church in Thyatira write, these things saith the Son of God, who hath his eyes like unto a flame of fire, and his feet are like fine brass. Who is it? Jesus, all right? Chapter three, verse number one. And unto the angel of the church of Sardis write, these things saith he that hath the seven spirits of God and the seven stars. Who is it? Jesus Christ, verse seven. And then the angel of the church of Philadelphia write, these things saith he that is holy, he that is true, He that hath the key of David, he that openeth and no man shutteth and shutteth and no man openeth. Again, that's Jesus Christ. Look at verse 14. And unto the angel of the church of the Laodiceans write, These things saith the Amen, capital A, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. Now, I don't know if you caught it or not, but every one of those churches, the very first thing that happens, he says, I'm talking to the messenger. And the second thing that happens on every one of those churches is Jesus is speaking church family is jesus here tonight bodily where you can see him yes or no all right if you said yes <laughs> you got problems all right okay no we can't see him okay so jesus the living word was here 2000 i mean we're in 2020 2020 years ago jesus christ came on this earth three and a half year ministry they saw him bodily they saw him raise the dead and give sight to the blind and heal the sick but family. We're not one of those disciples that can actually see Jesus, but we are one that can hear Jesus. And the reason we know that is because of John 1 1, right? In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word. Okay, so that book you hold in your hand, whose words are those? Jesus Christ. So, church family, we are an independent Baptist church. We answer to nobody else. But can I tell you what independent Baptist churches have in common? They have in common because they got a preacher. You know what they got in common? They got a Bible. That's what, that's what Independent Baptist Church is supposed to be. They're supposed to have the word of God. Listen, church family, I know there's things that we can do to make sure that we keep church lively without, without compromise, okay? Understand, I don't have to have a band up here. I don't have to have screens with a bouncing ball up here. I don't have to do any of that stuff, okay? But there's, we can do some different things to make things u- unique. I can, this tonight during the service, I changed the order on you. They did the special at the beginning. Instead of doing the special before the... Service, I mean, we can change things. We could change all the pews out if we wanted to. We could put the seating chairs if we wanted to put up in here, okay? But there's one thing you can't change on an independent Baptist church. It has to have a Bible. Right. It has to have a Bible. This is what changes a person's life. For the Word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. This is what changes a life. This is what causes a person to, be, to get saved. That, that, that seed of righteousness, the word of God that gets planted in the human heart in the soil of the person's heart and they get saved and trust Christ. This is what changes a person who was living for the world and once they get saved, they become a new creature. This is what changes a person. This is what helps you overcome sin in your life and temptation in your life. This is what gives you direction and a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path. You come to church to hear the word of God. I want to tell you something, there's a bunch of pastors out there that can, that can woo a crowd through an illustration and possibly through, maybe through some humor, but I want to tell you something. It doesn't matter how young the preacher, how old the preacher is, it doesn't matter how experienced the preacher is, if he does one thing and one thing right, if he preaches the book. What's the last thing Apostle Paul said before, he, before he's going to die and go to heaven? He said, preach the word. Be instant in season, out of season. He didn't say, you know, preach your thought or your opinion. He said, preach the word. It's the Bible. Amen. Amen. Young people, I don't know, I, tonight I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm going to even ask. But you ought not to come to church without a Bible. You ought not to come to church without a Bible. Listen, look at me for a second here. If I don't preach this thing, what are you, why, why are you even here? You're, you're, you're here for what reason? If we did not gather because of this tonight, we all came for the wrong reason. Can you understand? Independent Baptist churches, all seven of these churches that God gives in the Scripture, He said, first of all, I want to tell you there's an angel there. There's a messenger there. He said, the second thing I want you to know is I'm the one speaking. Hey, uh, this is the one that's between, with the seven golden candlesticks. This is, this is the one that's the amen. This is the one that's faithful and true. This is who's talking to you. Jesus says, I'm talking to you. you know what happens during a church service Uh, and I think I'm going to come to that what happens in a church service the word of God is what pricks your heart listen to me what the preacher does by speaking to the ears what the Holy Spirit does when he speaks to your heart it's different All right, quickly listen to something else here so we see first of all it had messengers second of all we see they had a Bible we had the word of God look at chapter 2 with me again quickly let's walk through these two chapters all seven churches what they had in common one, two, three, four. All right, verse number two. Chapter two, verse number two. Just go ahead and read the first four words. Go ahead. I know thy works. All right, look at verse number nine. First four words. All right, verse number 13. Verse 19. Chapter three and verse number one. It says, and unto the angel of the church of Sardis write, these things say, the Spirit of seven gods, I know thy works. Chapter three and verse number eight. What's the first four words? And then verse number 15. All right, so church family, we did not read the entire verses, but did you notice that all seven churches, Jesus said, I know thy works. Now, can I tell you what should be in every independent Baptist church? Work. Hey, listen, church family, I know this COVID thing has turned, this, turned our church upside down in some areas. One thing it has not turned upside down is the church services, and I'm so thankful for that. So thankful for that. But let's face it, it has turned our works upside down. We can't get into a nursing home. We can't get into the jail. We can't get into the prison. We can't get into the juvenile detention center. The bus ministry has really shrunk because people are so scared about this thing. And so what's happened is, is our works, I know thy work. Can I tell you, listen to me now. It's a work for you to get up and have your Bible reading time, but by reading the Bible is a work. Spending time in prayer is a spiritual work. Telling people about Jesus Christ is a spiritual work, Amen. all right? So there's different things that we do as Christians that God looks down. And he says, I know your works. Now, I, I can't speak for the next church, all right? Church, I, mean, I feel like every service, I've, uh, especially on these Wednesday nights, I, I feel like I'm, I, uh, I've got liberty to tell you more things about that. You just need to think about as far as this new church, all right? Church, I, mean, I personally, this is just I'm one opinion of this church, okay, because this is we're collective – I don't feel like that we should name the church personally, okay? And what I mean by that, I don't think it should be called Heritage Baptist Church because I, I think that the people who, who are part of that church, in my opinion, I think they need to choose their own name. All right? And I, I know that sounds crazy, but I'm just going to give it to you for what it's worth. Um, I think we should, you know what, when Brother Gray started the Heritage Baptist Church in Great Bend, Kansas, I did not tell him to call that church Heritage Baptist. I did not. He told me. Pastor, I'd like to call, I think we should call the church. And he was the one pastor of the church. I said, okay, go ahead. It's your church. So, but I don't feel like that we need to have a bunch of Heritage Baptist churches around the country because this church is not trying to make a name for itself. Amen. The church is not ours. The church is his. Amen. So, again, I, I feel like the people who are going to congregate there are going to have to um, have a major part in, it's their church. They, they should have a major part as far as that. So, anyway, I'm just just think about some things. But anyway, um, this idea of a church, when the, that church starts and whatever the name of the church is in Topeka, when that church starts, do you understand that they need to have their own works because that's part of being an independent Baptist church. They, they need to have a pastor. They need to have a Bible. They need to have work. They need to have service. There needs to be something that that church does instead of just showing up on Sunday morning. Can I tell you the majority of churches today that as the old adage goes, that 10% of the church does 90% of the work and 90% of the people let that 10% do it. It can't be that way. It can't be that way. And listen, if you're here tonight and say, Pastor, I just don't know what to do. Hey, listen, God knows your heart, but you ought to have a willing heart. There's several of you, I know, that if I asked you, hey, listen, I, I, I need someone to do this, do you mind? It was, you drop everything and do it. There's several, there several of you like that which I'm very thankful for. But, but you, you understand, that ought to be every Christian. And by the way, and you don't always have to wait for the pastor to say, hey listen, I need you over here. There's things that you're gonna see. A, a ministry that maybe the Lord wants to put in your heart to start. But can I tell you something, he, God looks at our church and he says, I know thy works. You know, church family, when you get to heaven, I feel like that you're gonna have a bunch of reward from that printing ministry, just because that printing ministry affects so many people across the United States and around the world. The, the John Romans that are going, that have gone out, the curriculum that has gone out, the discipleship material that's gone out, the tracks that have gone out. You don't have to look at the and say, Oh, yeah, this something we do. No, no, that's a work of the Heritage Baptist Church. God. God looks down from heaven. He says, "I know your works. I know your works. I can't tell you how many of the seniors in this auditorium that are sitting here tonight. that come in on a regular basis. They don't get paid one stinking dime. But you know what? God looks down at our church collectively, and he says." I know your works. And you know what that church ought to be doing that started in Topeka? They ought to have works. Amen. And church, I will say this. I've got I to run here. But it's interesting that when you look at their works of, the, of those seven churches, in some of the cases, God was complimenting them. And in some of those cases concerning their works, he was chastening them. Yes. Their works was not what it was supposed to be. I hope the Lord looks at our church and says, I know your works, and he's in a positive manner. So I see that in this independent Baptist church, what are some of the things that should be the same? Every church should have a pastor as far as a messenger. Every church should have a Bible. Every church should have service. Look at the next thing I want you to see. Now, church. this is kind of interesting, too. Again, these are things that were repeated with all seven of these churches. <clears throat> but look at, um, look at verse number seven with me. Chapter two, verse number seven. All right. Now, you're going to... I don't know that I need to go to all of these, but I can tell you the verses, because they just repeat. Verse seven. He that hath an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. Verse eleven. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. Verse seventeen. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. Verse chapter three. I'm sorry. Uh, uh. Chapter verse twenty nine. He that hath, chapter two verse twenty nine. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. Chapter three and verse number six. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. Verse thirteen. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. And then verse twenty two. He that hath an ear. Let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. Church family, it's interesting that every one of those churches independent. The one thing that was in every one of those was a choice to hear. Now think about this. He that hath an ear, and I got a question tonight, I'm gonna ask you to raise your hand on this one. If you have an ear, would you raise your hand? Look at that. Maybe seated. I mean, maybe put your hand down. How many got two ears? Raise your hand. All right, so I should have asked it that way too. Two, two's, two's better than one, all right? Amen. Now think about the word. He that hath an ear. Now church, I mean, just that statement alone, he that hath an ear, that would say everybody. I know there's probably people that don't have an ear, but they can still hear maybe, but obviously everyone here has an ear, so he says he that hath an ear, let him hear, all right? What the Spirit saith unto the churches. Now I could use the word preaching here, You can't take away the fact that what happens during a church service on many occasions is the Spirit of God speaks to a person. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. That during a service, the Spirit of God speaks to your heart. And sometimes the Spirit of God speaks to you in such a way that you come down at an altar and you tell the Lord, hey, listen, yea or nay, whatever he told you, you tell him. But you're you're speaking to him. You know why? Because you were sensitive to preaching. You were sensitive to what the Word was saying in your life. You know what? You know what every independent Baptist church ought to have in in common? They ought to have preaching that the Spirit of God can use in the hearts of people. Hey, listen to me tonight. People are called, a lot of times they're called to the mission field because a person had an ear to hear and the Spirit of God spoke to them in a church service. A person surrenders to God's will for their life and they don't know what God's will is, but they're saying, I'm willing to do whatever you want. Happened in a church service because they had ears to hear and the Spirit of God spoke to their heart. A person's making a major decision in their life and the pastor did not preach about their major decision, but because they had ears to hear, the Spirit of God spoke to them and they made the decision that needed to be made in their life because they were listening to the Spirit of God through the preaching of his word. You know, we might be independent in a lot of areas and sometimes we get almost too independent we become isolationists. And this church should not believe the way we believe. And I know there's a balance there that we've got to make sure that we don't try to shun people. We're not trying to shun anybody. And as independent Baptists, we're gonna do some things that are different, okay? And, and I don't have to be judgmental of what another church does because God placed me here. But think about this for a second here. You know what, a, you know what independent Baptist churches ought to have in common? They ought, to be have, they ought to have in common. They ought to be preaching that the Spirit of God can use in the heart of a person to make the decisions that the Spirit of God is trying to tell them. Amen. That's what ought to happen in every church. I'll show you one last thing, okay? Again, all five of these are mentioned in all, in all these churches. Let me show you one more, all right? Revelation chapter 2, look at verse number 7. He says in verse 7, He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith on the churches. Then in verse 7 he says this, To him that overcometh will I give to eat of the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. All right, look at verse number 11. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith in the churches. And then he says, He that overcometh shall not be hurt of the second death. Verse 17, He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith on the churches. To him that overcometh, will I give to eat of the hidden manna and will give him a white stone and in the stone a new name written, which no man knoweth saving he that receiveth it. Verse 26, he says, and he that overcometh and keepeth my words unto the end, to him will I give power over the nations and he shall rule them with a rod of iron. Now think about that. The overcomer is gonna rule with a rod of iron as the vessels of a potter, so they be broken to shivers even as I received of my father. Verse uh, chapter, uh, let's see here, chapter three, I believe. Look at Verse number uh, five. It says, he that overcometh the same shall be clothed in white raiment, and I will not blot out his name out of the book of life, but I will confess his name before my father and before his angels. Verse number 12, says, him that overcometh will I make a pillar in the temple of my God, and he shall go no more out, and I will write upon him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, which is New Jerusalem, which cometh down out of heaven from my God, and I will write upon him my new name. Verse number 21 he says, "To him that overcometh, will I grant to sit with me in my throne, even as I overcame, also overcame, and am set down with my Father in His throne." You know, for the longest time, I could, I did honestly, did not know who the overcomer was. Now, I'm sure we've sang songs about the overcomer. You know how we're all supposed to overcome. But God defines the overcomer. All right? I want you to look at one more verse. God defines who the overcomer is. Flip back just a little bit. First John chapter five. First John chapter five. He tells us exactly who the overcomer is. In 1 John chapter 5, look at verse number 4. 1 John 5, verse number 4. For whatsoever is born of God, what's the word? Overcometh the world, and this is the victory that what? Overcometh the world, even our faith. Who, who is he that what? Overcometh the world, but he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God. All right, so let me ask you the question Who is the overcomer? Save people. Save people. That's why in every one of those churches, he's, God promised them, "Okay, you're going to sit uh, at my right hand. Uh, you're going to help me rule with a rod of iron. I'm going to give you a new name." That, that no, he says, "I'm going to feed you manna." God gives several promises in those seven. Uh, I'm sorry, those two chapters to the seven churches of Asia Minor, and He's talking to, about saved people. Let's family think for a second here. All right, we as independent Baptists are, are, are going to be different. Okay. You know, church family, um, God brought you here. There's no, uh, there's no uh, question that you, you're here because God brought you here. Yes. You know, Amen. you are. And you know, it's wonderful to be part of this part of a family. Amen. Amen. It is. You know, some of you guys struggle. I'm sorry, I wish I could do more for you. I mean, I, I prayed for you today, but I just, you know, I just wish I could do more for you. Some of you, some of you just, I know, I know life is not always uh, seemingly easy. Sometimes it's hard on you. You know, sometimes you come to church and you've got problems you're carrying, either from work or from home. But you keep going, you know, be not wearing well-doing. We shall reap if we faint not. You know, as an independent Baptist church, uh, this last one about having saved people should be common. But, Church, I, mean, I think the reason a lot of there's a lot of division and churches don't make it is because churches are full of lost people. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And when you have children of the devil and children of God in the same place, they're not going to get along. That's right. That's right. Right. Not going to happen. Right, and, Church, I know that we've had, in times past, we've had a little bit of division. I'm thankful we've never had anything major, but you know we've had some division and part of that is you can't there's i mean obviously carnality has a part with division because of first Corinthians two and three but or chapter three but but can i tell you that there are a lot of churches that are quote unquote about god and usually it's this you know non-denominational it doesn't matter what you are come like you are leave like you are Church, I mean, that's not going to work and i want to tell you why it's not going to work because it's not save people and I'm not, talking all, I'm not telling you they're all lost people. I hope you understand my, what I'm trying to say here. But can I tell you what, the, what should be common in Independent Baptist Church is saved folk. Amen. People that know beyond a shadow of a doubt that when you die, you're gonna to go to heaven. Right. People that put their faith and trust in Jesus Christ. They are, the, what a perfect word, an overcomer. Just minute, do you know why you go, you stick, you've, I've been with you for years now. Do you know why you stick it out through thick and thin? It's because you're an overcomer. What, what makes you an overcomer? I'm saved. How do I overcome this financial difficulty? I'm saved. How do I overcome this sickness? I'm saved. How do I overcome this offense? I'm saved. How do I overcome this problem? I'm saved. Can you imagine trying to walk through life without Jesus Christ? Lost people try to do it all the time. And so they're looking to drugs and they're looking to self-esteem and they're looking to all these different things to try to carry them through. But the one thing that they're missing is Jesus. So can I tell you something? The one thing that should never be missing in an independent Baptist church is save folk. Amen. People that know that they know they're on their way to heaven. Listen, you might be here tonight and God has no accidents. You might be here tonight and you've heard it all your life, but you're still not sure. I'm telling you if you've got any doubt in your mind, why would you put it off? Amen. You know, I made a profession of faith when I was four or five, as far as salvation, and got baptized when I was four or five. But I want to tell you something, when I got to that 11, I couldn't shake Amen. that I didn't know. Amen. And I told you the story about sitting through that entire church service, just wanting dad just to finish. Mm-hmm. Because I thought, you know, and as an 11 year old boy, I just had my mind thought I had to go forward and someone had to lead me to Christ. And I didn't have to, I, could, I probably couldn't get saved at my seat. Yep. But, all of my life, can you, as an 11 year old boy, that service is going on, I'm thinking to myself, the Lord's going to come back, and I'm going to go to hell. Yeah. That's why when I listen to some of your guys' testimony, I, I, I kind of like it in the, in the sense that and I've heard people say, well, if you're getting saved to stay out of hell, then you're really not saved. They don't know what they're talking about. Right. Okay. I didn't want to go to hell. That's why I got saved. Amen. As an 11-year-old boy, I didn't know anything about I didn't think about the virgin birth. <laughs> I didn't think about the D of Christ. I didn't think about the glories of heaven. All I can think about me burning, yes, and I didn't want to burn. That's right. I got saved. And listen, if you're not saved, you need to get saved because I want to tell you something. That's the common denominator for Independent Baptist churches. Amen. It's got saved folk. Amen. I wish we could say they were perfect folk, but you ain't perfect, just so you know. All right, saved folk. If you haven't, t- if you can't tell, I'm excited about the starting of that church. Um, I just feel like that this um, junction of the church's life, our, our life as a church family, I just feel like that this is the next major thing for us. And I don't know that it'll be the last one, but I just, I'm excited to see what the Lord's gonna do because there's so many hurdles to make this thing uh, get started. I hope you're prepared for that. I hope you're prepared for that. Because I wanna tell you something, it's gonna take everybody... Uh, to give a little bit. And I'm not talking about money. And it's probably going to take you out of your comfort zone, even from here. So I hope that you're really, really ready because the Lord's going to use our church to start this church. And that church eventually is going to become independent like we're talking about tonight. And I want to tell you what that church is going to have. It's going to have a pastor. Amen. It's going to have the Word of God, Jesus Christ, speaking to them. Amen. It's going to have preaching. He that in an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith in the churches. It's going to have overcomers, people who are saved. It's going to have a book called the bible that those are things that are common and you know what church family if in the years to come that church um if they they're not close to us and they stop asking advice from us it'll be okay you know why because they're independent (laughs) they're an independent baptist church and we have to be willing to let that let that go that's for sure i was texting seth today um this morning i think it was this morning but i was texting this morning and um uh, I miss Seth uh, and and you know my older the older my kids have gotten especially the boys um, you know uh, they're not super affectionate sometimes but in my heart uh, I'm very affectionate because I miss them because so, they're not around as much and so I was texting Seth and I said hey Seth I just wanted to uh, see how you were doing and told him a couple things that were happening here and just want you know I'm praying for you And uh, he texted me back and said, yeah, things are really busy here, and he told me just a couple things. But you know what? When he was growing up in my house, I saw him every day. He was always there. I could tell him what to do. Go make your bed, pick up your clothes, tell your mother thank you, kiss her before you leave. I could tell him anything. But those days are gone. He's gone, He's, he's at college, and whether he comes back, and I don't know what the Lord's gonna do with him in the future, but he's gone. And you know what I have to do as a dad? I have to let him go. And I don't like it, but I'm going to. You know why? Because that's what's supposed to happen. And one of these days, the Lord's going to let us start church or churches, if it's his will. And it's going to come to a place that we're going to give the money. We're going to give the time. We're going to give the work. And then there's going to come a time that they're going to become independent. And there's only one thing I, don't, I hope they don't lose. I hope they don't lose those five things of the seven churches of Asia Minor. They don't have to be cookie cutters of us. And everybody say amen. We don't want him to be a cookie cutter, Pastor Hanks. But we want that church to be a cookie cutter of what an independent Baptist church is supposed to be. It's supposed to have a preacher to lead. It's supposed to have a book in their hand to preach. It's supposed to have the Spirit of God move in its services. It's supposed to have a people that responds to the Holy Spirit of God. It's supposed to have saved people. That's what it needs. Hey, by the way, church family, if the message was for no other reason, it's for us to remember what we're here for. We're supposed to have those things. Hey, are you tired of sitting through service after service after service and just listening to somebody speak? Then I want to tell you something. You ought to come to a church service, prayed up, and during the service saying, God, speak to me. Amen. He that hath an ear to hear, let him hear. Amen. Not what the preacher says. What the Spirit of God says. Would you probably have to close your eyes tonight?